Second line down, last one line is the Sabi. The Sabi de Nezunya, they were the elders of a place called Nezunya. I know in Rav Chista, they didn't come to the Shear. Rav Chista would give a Shear and uh, they didn't show up. Now, I guess they probably were regulars because Amar Leila Rav Hamnuna, Rav Chista said, and I underline now Rav Hamnuna, he says to him, Zil Tsan Inhu, go put them in Tsanua and Sneas, basically in Chairam, uh, excommunicate them um, because they're not coming. Okay. Also, uh, Amar Lahu, so Rav Hanuna goes and says to these uh, elders, "My time alay also Rabban on the Pirka. Uh, why are you uh, rabbis not coming to the Shir?" Amrulay, they said back to him, "Amai Nasi, why should we come? Debainan mine milsa veloi pashatlan. We ask him things and he doesn't answer us." Hmm. Amar Lahu, so says Rav Hanuna. To these elders, well, me ba isu me noi midi. Have you ever asked me anything? Veloi pashit na lechu, and I haven't responded to y'all. Okay, so now they ask him something. Bo mine, they ask him. How about this? Uh, this is the uh, issue that we had been discussing. Eved shesar say rabba bebeitzim mahu. So we know that if you have a eved kanani and the master cuts off a finger, a toe, a nose, something like that. Um, the Eved will go free. How about a Eved who castrates his, uh, uh, who was castrated by his master um, in his testicles, like they uh, detached the testicles, the master did that to the uh, slave Mahu. Is that considered ke mum dami? It's like something that would be exposed um, because, I mean, they're basically like hanging in a in a sack and it's it's pretty noticeable, the uh, testicles, or maybe not, a lower, after all they are, Internal. That's the question. Well, uh, you know what Rav Nuna answered? He didn't have an answer. Lo have a He had no answer to that question. Amru lo, so they said to Rav Nuna, Hey, listen, buddy. Mashmecha. What, what exactly is your name? Amru He responded to them. Hamnuna. Amru And this is a little bit of a play off his name. They respond to him. And they say, Lav. Hamnuna. Ella. Karnuna. Uh, different understandings of that. You ain't no Hamnuna. Nuna is a fish. Cham is like hot. You ain't no hot fish. You're a kar nuna, a cold fish. Or from the word karen, which is like a corner, you're basically like a uh, bum who just hangs out on the corners doing nothing. You are not a Talmud Chacha. Right, quite an insult. Anyway, Rav Nuna comes back to Rav Chista. Also coming to Rav Chista. Now, when he tells him what happened, Rav Chista responds, why didn't you say the following answer? Now, this response that Rav Chisla tells Rav Nuna he should have said to the Sabis goes from here until the second of the wide lines. I put a long point marking in the margin, and here's what he says. So says Rav Chisla back, Masnisa Bominach, they basically asked you something that was from... Now, Masnisa is not a Mishnah, rather it's a Brisa. Obviously, if it was a Mishnah, Rav Nuna would have known it. But the Brisas were not always known by uh, Amoy Raim, all Amoy Raim at all times, especially the earlier generation Amoy Raim. So says Rav Chista, Masnisa, a Brisa Bominach, Ditzna. Now he starts off with a Mishnah that everyone knew, and we're going to see the Brisa, which was a comment off the Mishnah. The quote of the Mishnah we'll have right here is a Mishnah from Masechah's uh, Negoim, and it goes about four and a half lines, starting here. Esven Varba Rashi Varm Shabbatam, there's 24 
we'll call them limbs or appendages or things that uh, are on a uh, human being, kulan, ein metam and mishum michya, and all of them will not be susceptible to michya tumen. Now, michya is a type of saras. When it comes to the kohen checking the person to see if it's saras or not, the Pasuk says, Lechol mare eine hakayin, which we understand to mean that the Kohen has to be able to see whatever this uh, tsara'as uh, spot is, the entirety of it. Now, if it's, let's say, on somebody's finger, like around the finger, you can't really see the entirety of it at, at the same time, and therefore it would not be susceptible to michya tsara'as tuma. Ve'eluhein, these, this is the list of the uh, body parts, Roshayat's bowies, Yadayim Raglaim, that would be fingers and toes, Roshayat's Nayim and uh, ears, Roshayat Chotem, that would be the nose, the Roshagivia, I squiggle underline the Roshagivia, that would be the male reproductive organ. Kama Varoshay Dadim Shabisha, that would be the uh, breasts on a woman, which all being equal are usually uh, larger and uh, multi sided, whereas Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Af Shabish, the truth is, even in uh, a man. That's the end of the snake source, but one thing that we see from here is that that's the list of things that would, if there uh, is a saras spot, would not be susceptible to too much saras because the Kohen can't see it all at once. Vitani Allah, this is what we're more interested in, the following two-line Tanaic source, which was taught in regard to the previous Mishnah, this is a Brisa, it says uh, when you're talking about all those uh, spots where it wouldn't be a michya uh, saras, but bekulam, and I dot underline four words, evid yoitze bahen lecherus. If we're talking about an evid kanani and uh, those uh, limbs that we just discussed were cut off, the evid would go free. Rebbe, who I boxed, oimer afasirus. He says, you know what's also included? He includes also, as far as what would set an evid free, sirus. Uh, uh, that was our question. What would Sirius be considered? A mum shebegalui or mum shebeseisus? So apparently it is a, a mum shebegalui. Ben Azai, who we boxed, also the tongue would set the Evid free. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now let's focus on what we need it for. Connector, Amar Mar, forward quote from the Tanaic source, right angles, Rebbe Oimer Afha Sirus. Now, Sirus literally means some sort of severing on the uh, male private part. Sirus demai. What exactly is being severed? Ilema sirus de gid. If you want to say, it's literally like the penis is being cut off, that's what we're discussing. Well, we already mentioned that in the previous snake source in, in the Mishnah. Hainu giviyah. That's what we had squiggle underlined when we quoted the Mishnah from the Goyim. Elalav, rather, should we not say that what we're including here is Sirus de Batesin? It's a severing, but it's like the severing, a detaching of the testicles from what they're usually attached to inside the uh, sac. That is the case. And what would you see from here? The question that the Sabis asked would simply be a machlokus between the Rabbanon versus Rebbe. Period. Okay, we go back to something we had said, forward quote, uh, right angles, Rebbe Aimer Afa Sirus. Now, if Rebbe says also the Sirus, did he say anything about the tongue? No, only Ben Azim mentioned the tongue. The Rebbe, now the Gemara asks, Kama, Loshoin, Lo, but the tongue would not be something if it was cut that would uh, send an Evid free. Uraminu, but we have a snake source just over a line, and we'll see Shitas Rebbe in the snake source, and it seems otherwise. Says this snake source, Harim Mishahaya Maze. Now, this snake source is discussing 
Spritzing of paraduma water. There's many cases where a person is tame and to become Torah again, they have to get spritzed with paraduma water. The paraduma water has to spritz and land on the person's body. If it doesn't, then the spritzing doesn't work. So, And uh, a spritz of the water goes on to uh, the mouth of the person who's tame. Will that work or not? Well, Rebbe, who I boxed, Oimer Hiza, it is considered uh, a good haza, even though normally you require something that's on like an external part of the body. The uh, piv would be okay. And the chachamim, who we boxed, Oimer, Lo Hiza, it's not considered a good spritzing. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source connector. My love, so should we not say that what specific part are we talking about when you mention the piv? Al That we're talking about is tongue, in which case if Rebbe considers it good spritzing, Rebbe must consider it external, because after all, the tongue, sometimes you can see it, sometimes you can't see it. Um, and and uh, Rebbe then apparently should say that when it comes to an Evid going free, also a cutting of the t- uh, a, a severing of the tongue would set the Evid free. The Gemara answer is low. Al Svasov. The way to understand the term Alpiv exactly a line ago is not on the uh, tongue, but rather it's on the lips. Well, one second. Al Svasov, Pshita. Of course, lip, you can see a person's lips. If you look at a person, you see their lips. Well, it's not so clear, actually. Maudatim, you might have thought to say, when a person, like, tightens up his lips, Zimna de Cholim, if he, like, tightens them and, and sort of sucks them in a little bit, Svase, they actually, you wouldn't be able to see um, most of them, maybe even all of them. Kamash Malan, even though that's the case, it's still considered an external part of the body for a spritzing of paraduma water. If it lands on the lips, that's considered valid. The Gemara has a question, Ivahatanya, but we have another price that says specifically that it's referring to two words in a box, Alishoinoi. On the tongue, Tanya, we have yet another brisa. This one goes to the end of the line. This uh, brisa says uh, that now this is from Masechas Bechiras, and uh, it's referring to mumim for a bechor ushenital roiv halashin. If the majority of the tongue is removed, that would be a mum. Rebbe, here he is again. I box his name. Rebbe Oimer roiv hamedaber she bilashin, and not the majority of the tongue, but majority of the part that in a human being is the part that um, causes sounds and letters and pronunciation, if the majority of that part is removed. In which case, Rebbe clearly is uh, referring to tongue. Ella, so I squiggle under the Ella. Rebbe, we refine our understanding of Shittas Rebbe. When Rebbe said Sirus, that that would also send a Eved free. Rabbi Yomer Sirus, Veloimi, by a Lashon. And he doesn't even have to tell you Lashon, which Lashon is obvious because many times you can see a person's tongue. So that, that clearly, according to Rebbe, would be external. Even though it's not always external, but it's external enough to be considered external. Ben Azai, who I underlined, Amar, Lashon, he would say, no, no. Tongue, yes, Aval Sirus, Lo. When it comes to Sirus, uh, that would not be considered a uh, wound that would send the Evid Kanani free. I put an arrow in the margin pointing down. We'll refer back to this point in the Gemara uh, right when we flip over to the Amud Beis. Ask the Gemara, well, if that's the case, if Ben Azai is saying Sirus and only Sirus, look at what Ben Azai said about six lines ago. We had his name boxed. He had said, Af Halashan, like also the tongue. Umai, Af, how do you understand off? Doesn't that seem to be like including everything that Rebbe had said? No, actually, a kamaisa. 
the also the tongue of the Benazai is going not on what Rebbe said, but rather what the Tanakhama said. The Tanakhama said that an Eved goes free. Eved Kanani with the severing of any of those 24 limbs comes along Benazai and says also the tongue. Well, it's a little bit confusing. If Rebbe would say Sirus and the tongue, and Benazai says the tongue, why wasn't that Tanaic source edited? Ihachi niktima de Benazai Beresha. Why not state Benazai's opinion first, which would be much clearer? You would have the Tanakhama saying 24 Rashi Evarim. Benazai would say the tongue. And Rebbe would say even Sirus, meaning the tongue and Sirus. That would be very clear. Answers the Gemara. And this is a fascinating insight into how the Torah Shabaal Peh that we have actually written down developed. Tana, the author of this Tanaic source, Shama Lede Rebbe Vekava. He heard a Shitas Chachamim, and then chronologically had become aware of the Shitas Rebbe Vekava, and he set it into part of the Brisa. Knows he hadn't heard yet Benazai. Vishama Lede Benazai only afterwards, after he set it into a Tanaic source, and after he had taught it, and after all the Talmudim had repeated it, Vishama Lede Benazai then heard what Benazai had to say. Ve Tani, and he learned it and taught it and attached it to the Brisa. Now, why didn't he edit and put Benazai first? Because Mishnah loizazam imekayma. Once there is a piece of Torah Shabbat that had been turned officially into a Mishnah, which uh, large masses of the Jewish people had already memorized, you don't change it, even at the expense of it being a little bit less clear than it could possibly be. Period. Amar Ula. This is going to have three uh, scenarios over here, all regarding the tongue. The issues are going to be, um, is it considered something that would be mekabel tuma? Is it considered something that would need to be exposed to the water when you dunk in a mikvah? And is it something that, as far as spritzing of paraduma water, if the paraduma water lands on it, is that considered good uh, or not? So, Amar Ula. Hakol ma'idim belashayin le'inyan tuma. I put a diamond around le'inyan tuma. The one line later, the last two words are Le'inyan Tevila, I put a diamond around that. And two lines later in the middle of the line is Le'inyan Haza, I put a diamond around that. So three cases. Again, says Ula, everyone agrees when it comes to the tongue, Le'inyan Tuma, de Galui Huetzala Sheretz. When it comes to a Sheretz, and Tuma of the Sheretz, it is considered um, external. My Taima, why is that? Well, uh, the Pasuk says, Asher Yiga Boy, that he touches it. In other words, the Tuma level of Sheretz is anything that can touch the uh, Zav. Amarachman is what the Pasuk says. Vahainami and a tongue. Is that something that can touch or be touched? Yes. Barnegiahu. And therefore, everyone would agree when it comes to Sheretz that the Tuma. Uh, Touching tongue will be uh, valid to transfer the tuma. Kama. Everyone also agrees, Le'inyin Tevila, I put a diamond on Le'inyin Tevila, that when, let's say, a person is tummy has to go to the mikvah, we know he can't have any uh, intervening substances or items between him and the water. How about the inside of his mouth? Does the inside of his mouth have to um, be... Uh, open so the water goes in and gets all of that. No, kitamundam. It's basically like a hidden part and it would be a valid tevil if a person went to the mikvah even though their mouth wasn't open. Now, my time, what's the reason for that one? Because the Pasuk says, 
connector Amrachmana. The Pasuk says uh, you shall um, wash, which is talking about going into the mikvah, Bisaroi. Bisaroi is his skin or his flesh in the water, what the Pasuk says, what the verse one in the Torah says, Ma colon, Ma Bisaroi, Mi Abrai, just like the nature of like basar skin is that it's external afkoma abrai so to everything that goes to the mikvah that has to come into contact with the water is external but only external things not the tongue kama loy I squiggle underline the loy the machlokas between Rebbe and the Rabbanon would be linyan hazah when it comes to the spritzing of paraduma water. Now, normally, you spritz paraduma water on someone who needs it, let's say day three, day seven, for certain processes to make them tahor. And if it lands on them, it works. How about if it lands on the tongue? That's the machlokas. Rebbe, who I double underline, midami la letuma, and the Rabbanan, who I double underline, midami la letevila. So Rebbe would compare it to tuma, and it would be considered a valid hazah if it landed on the tongue. The Rabbanan compared to tevila, and just like tevila, you don't need to uh, have the mikvah water come into contact with the inside of your mouth and your tongue, so too for the hazah on the tongue would be no good. And interestingly enough, travayu bahai krakam ifugi, both Rebbe and the Rabbanan are arguing in how you understand the following pasuk, pasuk in Bamidbar Yutes. Pasuk says, v'hiza tar al and uh, you should have the tahor, the one who's tahor, spritz on the one who is tameh. Now, how does Rebbe look at it? Rebbe, who I underline savar, here's a quote from the Pasuk till the end of the line. V'hiza tar ala tameh so you have a spritzing, let's read this, V'hiza tar al I don't underline al on the tameh, when? On day three and day seven. V'chit'oi. And he will have like the place where you would have a spritzing of para aduma water or the place where you would need to because it could become tame. The Rabbanan, I don't know the Rabbanan Savri, they, same Pasuk, however, they're going to be uh, learning a later part of it. They hold, and here's a quote, almost at the end of the line, bemayim. So uh, put them in quotation marks. This dot underline v'chitoi. It's the same word that we ended uh, what Rebbe was darshaning. So v'chitoi. That's a uh, spritzing of paraduma water. When b'yoyim hashvi, the pasuk then says v'chi beis begadav. Then you have to dunk the person has to dunk their clothes in the mikvah, and then v'rachatz b'mayim. And I dot underline v'rachatz. So the rabbanan are learning the. Um, the limud from the fact that the word verachatz, which usually indicates like going to mikvah, and the word chita, which is the spritzing of the paraduma water, they learn from uh, tevila. Okay, why do the rabbanan not want to learn the way that Rabbi did? Verabbanan, and on the rabbanan, nami nidme letuma. Why don't they compare it to tuma? Well, they'll tell you in a simple answer. Tara mitara havle lemelif. We want to know the boundaries of uh, the Gedarim of Hazah. Now, Hazah is something that makes a person Tahor. What's more appropriate to learn from? Something else, like Tevila, which makes a person Tahor, or from Tuma? It makes more sense to them to learn what you need to know by Tara from something else you, we know by Tara. Okay. Well, then Rebbe. I know then Rebbe's name for Rebbe. At Nidme Let Tevila, why doesn't Rebbe equate Hazah that we're not sure about to Tevila? Well, he'll tell you, because if you look back at the Pasuk, the way the Rabbanan Darshan it, you do have a phrase there that's kind of like 
not related. Vechibes begadav, that's that the person's clothes have to go to the mikvah. Hifsik ha'inyan, that vechibes begadav is actually in the middle, in between the vechitai word and the rachatz word. Okay, the Gemara now asks, Vesava Rebbe linyan tevila, ke tamun dami? Really? Rebbe would hold when it comes to tevila, that is considered uh, internal, that a tongue is considered internal? Well, what are we going to do with the following Rebbe, which is Gemara Mesachas Nida v'hamar Ravin, Amar of Ada, Amar of Yitzchak, Maisa b'shifcha shel base Rebbe, so it was a uh, maidservant in the household of Rebbe. I underline Rebbe's name. Shetavla, she once went to the mikvah. The Alsa, and she came out. The Nimtz, and it turned out, she realized shortly afterwards, Etsem Bain Shinad, she had a little like a uh, bone. I don't know, maybe she was in chicken, a chicken bone or something like that. That was Bain Shineha that had lodged between her teeth. And uh, the issue was, was the mikvah dunking that she did valid or not? When they came and they asked Rebbe, he said she's got to remove that bone from between her teeth and require a new tevila. So seemingly, uh, the inside of the mouth is something that if there's an intervening uh, uh, item, will ruin the tevila. That's the question. The Gemara answers, a beautiful answer. No, he granted when a person goes to the mikvah, a man, a woman, whoever it is, for whatever reason, they do not need to have their mouth open. You don't have to have the water enter into the inside of the mouth. However, you need to theoretically, if water were to enter the inside of the mouth, there has to be no intervening substance or item. And this is very similar conceptually to something Reb Zera had told us, because Reb Zera. What did Reb Zera tell us? Dam Reb Zera. Kol ha-ru'i la-bila, ein bila ma-keves b'ay, u-shein ha-ru'i la-bila, bila ma-keves b'ay. A beautiful Reb Zera. It's a meseches menachis. When you bring a grain uh, offering, a, a mincha, you cannot have um, more than uh, 60 esrinus. If you bring one that is 61 esrinus in one large bowl, that would be invalid. Why? Because the oil that you're going to mix with the flour has to be able to uniformly mix in together with the flour. And if there's more than 60 esrinus of flour, the oil will not be, there won't be enough oil to uniformly mix in. 60 or less, yes. 60 or more, no. Now, Reb tells us that when you actually bring a korban mincha, do you have to have the oil mixed in properly? You don't have to. But you have to have the ability that if you theoretically were to decide to mix the oil in, it would mix in in a uniform fashion. And the way that's stated again is, kol labila, as long as the flour and the oil being brought as a korban mincha is fitting, that if it was mixed together, it would mix in uniformly, ein bila makeves, by the lack of actually mixing in, is not a problem. However, usha'ina ra'ui labila, if it's not fitting to be mixed together uniformly, because there's, say, too much uh, of the flour, bila makeves, by bila will be ma'akev. Similarly, when going to a mikvah, a person doesn't have to have the water on the inside of the mouth, but they have to have, so theoretically, if the water were to go on the inside of the mouth, that there be no intervening items or substances. Semicolon. We have an arrow now on the first line of Ahmed Bey's pointing back. We had put a corresponding arrow about uh, 13, 14 lines ago, and we're going to refer back to this. Ketanoi. This ketanoi, 
it's uh, referring back to that, basically that um, the severing of testicles inside the sack, is that considered a mum shebegalui or not? Well, it's kind of like this machlokas tanoim. Where brings a brisa, the brisa starts here and goes till the Mishnah, which is approximately five lines. Here's a pasuk that lists a whole bunch of um, mumim. It says, ma'uch uh, v'kasus v'natuk v'karus. That would be uh, squashed, crushed, uh, ripped or torn, uh, severed. Kulan, those are all a description. We're talking about sort of like the uh, male uh, part. Uh, kulan bebeitzim. This is referring to uh, different things that could happen to the testicles. Divrei Rebbe Yehuda. I underline Rebbe Yehuda. Now, uh, almost parenthetically, we say one second. If these things happen to the actual penis, it wouldn't be a problem. It's only if it happens to the testicles. Bebeitzim veloibigid. Ella, no, no, no. Rebbe Yehuda means kulan af bebeitzim. If any of these uh, things happened to the uh, penis, that would be the gid, it would be certainly a problem. And also, I double under on the af, also if it happened to the beitzim, to the testicles, divi Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Eliezer, who we uh, underline, Rebbe Eliezer, kulan begid, these are all referring to things only to the gid itself. Uh, Rebbe Yossi, we underline, Eimer, mauch vekasus, which we called uh, squashed and crushed, are af Um, They're also in the case of the uh, Beitzim. However, the other two, the torn and severed, Natuk and Karos, those are only uh, problematic movement if they're in the Gid, on the actual penis, in Uba Beitzim, but the Beitzim, no. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Says the next Mishnah, we started the Masechta dealing with a man acquiring a woman as a wife, and then uh, a while later we got to an Eved Ivri, a man or woman, and we got to an Eved Kanani, and uh, now we're going to, how do you acquire a behema? Well, there's big animals like cows, and there's uh, small animals like sheep. So behema gasa, underline behema gasa, nicknames be mesira. Mesira is handing over, like handing over of the reins from the one who's uh, selling it to the one who's buying it. Uh, that would be uh, a means of acquisition. Vehadaka, and I underline daka, a uh, small animal, behagba'a. That would be with uh, lifting up. Now, we didn't see in either of these meshicha, like pulling it. That's because uh, meshicha wouldn't work. By agasa, it would only be mesira, and by daka, only hagba'a. This is according to Tifra Meir, we box Reb Meir. And also Rabbi Eliezer agrees. Vehachamim, we box the chachamim. They say a behemadaka, and I. Underline daka, if you have a small animal like a sheep, nicknames for Meshicha. Actually, Meshicha would work. Okay, that's the Mishnah. Darash Rav, I circled Rav's name, he uh, taught Darshan Be Kimchunia, which is a name of a place, the following colon. Behema Gasa, and I underline Gasa, nicknames Be. Oh, look at this. Meshicha. Meshicha would be good for a Behema Gasa. All right, that's not what the Mishnah said, but uh, that's what Rav's taught. So Shmuel, who, by the way, Rav and Shmuel Balei plugged up, but Rav passed away first. So a certain incident happened where Shmuel ran into the uh, Talmidim of Rav. Amralu, and he said to them the following two lines. This is Shmuel speaking to a bunch of the uh, Talmidim of Rav, probably after Rav had passed away. Me, Amar Rav, does Rav really say that a behemah gasa, Nicknames be Meshicha, that uh, Meshicha, like pulling it, would be a, a valid means uh, to acquire it, question mark, comma. Veha'anan, one word in right angles, be Mesira, tznan. I mean, that's what our Mishnah said. Read the Mishnah. Behem Agasa, nicknames be Mesira. Virav Nami, not only that, continues Shmuel to the students of Rav and says, Rav also, be Mesira 
Amar, Rabbit also said, like, numerous times. I know, I personally heard him. Now, here's the question that Rav has for the Talmud, uh, Shmuel has for the Talmud of Rav. Hadar Beimeahi, has Rav, did Rav, like, uh, I don't know, his light, did he change his mind? Well, actually, no. Huda Amar, Kihaitana, Desanya. The Gemara now answers that Rav was saying, like, the following Tanaic opinion that we'll see right now in this Brysa. Brysa goes... A line and a half. The Chachamim Maimrim, I box the Chachamim, Zuva Zu, both the Behemagasa and Adaka, Nicknames Be Meshicha. Okay, it can be acquired with Meshicha, it would work, and that's who Rav would be uh, going like. Rub Shimon, who we boxed on Ymer, Zuva Zu, Behagba. A Behemadaka, like a little sheep or a Gasa, big one. Hagba lifting up would be Koine. Maskif La Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef attacks and says, one second. So you're saying any big animal, you can acquire it with Hagba, Ella, Meata, Peel, an elephant, Reb Shimon, Pamea If according to Reb Shimon, you have to lift up the animal, then how does one acquire an elephant? Amalea Baye in the Gemara has four suggestions that uh, we'll see right now. Number one, you know how a person can acquire a elephant if the only way to acquire is Hagba? Well, you can use Chalipin. Chalibin exchanging, like the old kerchief or the cross pen, that would uh, work. Inami, alternatively, um, second way to acquire would be Besecher es Mekaimai. Um, you could um, rent the place where the elephant is standing, the one who wants to acquire the elephant, and, and in that way, um, he would acquire the elephant. Rabzei Ramar, there's a third possibility. Uh, number three, maybe Arba Kalim could bring four, let's say, I don't know, uh, four uh, items, four very strong boxes, and place them underneath the feet of the elephant. Uh, well, if that's the case, so if you're going to purchase an elephant and you go to the elephant owner's uh, backyard and there's the elephant and you have those four kalim there, ooh, maybe we can conclude something which is an issue we get discussed throughout uh, num- number six in the Shash. Shall we conclude? That's an issue. Let's say I go to Bob's uh, backyard and I want to buy an animal from Bob and I bring uh, uh, four blocks and I put those four blocks in Bob's backyard and then something that I want to acquire from Bob I put on one of those blocks. Should we then say the Kalev of the Loikeach, the Kalem of the purchaser in the Rishus of the Mocher, in the greater Rishus of the seller, it would be a valid, kosher, uh, effective means to acquire for the lokeach? So the Gemara answer is, no, we can't conclude that from here, because in this case, it's a little bit different. We're talking about a, uh, like a back alley, not a Rishos HaYochid, not a Rishos HaRabim. In other words, it's not the seller's Rishos. Inami, a fourth possibility is Bechavile Zemairais, that uh, the elephant likes uh, vines, and you bring these, uh, I guess, very intensely packed um bunches of vines that the uh, elephant will then uh, go up onto and you would acquire it that way. That's the end of the Gemara and I will uh, send a picture with a fifth suggestion of how to acquire a elephant according to Rib Shimon. Adkan.